Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. St. Patrick's Day as well. Hope you're out there enjoying the sunshine. If you've got any big plans, be sure to be safe. Well, have yourself a good time. It is Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you're watching in statewide, SWX Montana Television. If you want to listen in live, that's easy as well. All you got to do is go to 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. There you'll find the live stream. It's presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, great first hour. Talked NFL free agency, talked some March Madness, and we were also joined by Wayne Tiggle, head coach of the Oregon State Beavers, a former Montana head coach and Montana basketball player. His team takes a 12th seed into the NCAA tournament. They'll play fifth seeded Tennessee in the first round. Our tournament takeover continues with a young man from Billings, Montana, who's playing at Florida State. Well, we go now to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Continue our tournament takeover. This is very cool. Another Montana connection for us. He's Raekwon Evans. He's a senior guard for the Florida State Seminoles, and they are into the NCAA tournament this week. Number four seed in the East region, and uh, should be a great draw for Florida State. They've had a couple great tournament runs in recent years as well, their fourth consecutive appearance. Raekwon Evans, a native of Billings, Montana, and in his second year there at Florida State. Raekwon, I know it's a busy week. We really appreciate it, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's just, I'm just happy to be here. 
I know everybody's happy that you guys are there, and it's going to be a great week and a couple weeks here for everybody around the country getting just a little bit of normalcy, getting to watch March Madness. But tell us first, just what's it been like being in Indianapolis? I know it's been sort of strange having to kind of isolate to get uh, your testing all in order, uh, but now that you're kind of into the middle of the week, what's the last couple of days been like for you and your teammates? Um, the last couple of days haven't been as busy just because of um, protocols and everything and with um, COVID testing and like being able to be in the gym a certain amount of time. But I mean, I don't mind. It's kind of something that uh, we've been doing back home as well. Just like, you know, practicing social distancing, COVID tests, just trying to stay home. And I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, I'm still like, again, I'm happy to be here and it's going to be a good experience. Tell us about Florida State this year. I know you guys uh, had a couple losses down the stretch, but still come in with a number four seed, and you had that great win against North Carolina in the ACC tournament that probably solidified that four seed. So how have you thought of just the way the Seminoles have played down the stretch here? Um, I, I, I feel like we've been playing well. Obviously, there's um, tons of room to improve, and um, that's what we've been trying to take this time to do is just find new ways to improve and just to get better so we're hitting on all cylinders um, come tournament time. But... Um, you know, we made a couple mistakes towards the end of the season. We probably lost a couple games that, you know, we had control of and that we should have won. But, I mean, it's all about learning. And as long as we're taking those uh, steps to learn, I feel like we can make a, a real big run in this tournament. Last couple of years, uh, under Leonard Hamilton, Florida State has been a team that's made runs. So what's it take just as an athlete and as a team to kind of readjust your mindset when it is now into March Madness, into the NCAA tournament? It's kind of a one-and-done scenario. So how do you get, how do you kind of reset and prepare yourself mentally to make that run? Yeah, um, I mean, during the season, you know, if you make mistakes, you kind of have a couple games to, or a couple practices to turn it around and be better for the next game. But, you know, at the tournament, I mean, if you lose, you're out. So just making sure that we're firing on all cylinders, um, we're staying disciplined, we're paying attention to details, you know, just doing the little things and um, sticking to who we are. I'm just trying to make sure that um, myself and my team and our coaches are just sticking to our game plan and just being who we are to, you know, make that run. The ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, definitely one of the most prestigious and best conferences in all of college basketball. How much do you think just playing in that conference then prepares you for this time of year? Oh, um, it taught me a lot. You know, throughout the year, you're playing against so many different players, you know, so many athletic players, um, all sizes. So um, that's how the tournament is going to be. Like, you're going to play some teams that are completely different, and you're going to play other teams that you're used to playing. So um, just playing a bunch of different teams, is, it, it's helped a lot, and I think it's going to help us, you know, come up against our first game, you know, personnel-wise and, um, you know, just ways we can attack. I feel like, you know, playing in this conference is kind of, um, you know, preparing us for this tournament. Florida State, again, a number four seed coming into this tournament, 11-4 and four this year in the ACC regular season, made it to the ACC Conference Tournament Championship game as well. Raquan Evans, he's a native of Billings, Montana, as well as a Billings Skyview product, a senior for the Florida State Seminoles. And Raquan, let's talk about Montana a little bit. First of all, have you, did you keep tabs on Skyview this year? They got a great win in the state championship game this last weekend, so did you hear about that from Coach Morales at all? Um, I, yeah, I actually heard about that uh, the other day. I'm so proud of them. That, that's uh, amazing that they won it again. It is amazing. And, and Skyview, since you first were, were there, kind of turned it into a dynasty now. I think that's their fourth title in the last seven years, so they really got it rolling. So take us back to when you were coming up in Billings and playing at Skyview. I mean, how much do you think this is the experience of playing uh, at Skyview for Coach Morales and, and winning a couple state championships yourself kind of prepared you for then the next steps in your basketball career? 
Yeah, um, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Coach Morales. You know, he was always wanted to be a winner. He was new into the program as well, so, you know, kind of setting the statement early. And, um, you know, in those practices, he, he uh, displayed it every day that, you know, he's a winner and he wants us to win. So um, just learning a lot from him, learning how to compete, you know, learning what it takes, um, you know, just the intensity, uh, the dedication and all that. I feel like it, it's helped me uh, throughout my career as well. During your time at Billings Skyview, definitely one of the best players in the state of Montana. I know when you were coming out of Billings Skyview, you have the talent to maybe go a lot of different places. You ended up going to North Idaho College after initially being committed to Rocky Mountain College. Take us through that part of your, your life and your basketball journey. I mean, what was all going on, and what was the decision like to go to NIC? And when you do go to a, a junior college and you are kind of trying to grind to make your way out and sort of betting on yourself, so to speak, what sort of mentality does that take then to go get big-time offers like you did? Yeah, um, you know, junior college, I, I had a great experience. I know a lot of people have their different um, experiences and their thoughts about junior college, but, I mean, I feel like if kids have opportunity to go, they should go because um, it taught me a lot. You know, it kind of um, it taught me how to take care of my business, um, have a different approach for the game, have a different approach of, you know, becoming a man. And um, I just stayed disciplined. I picked up new habits, working out, all those little things that I had to do to get me to this level. And, um you know, it's kind of like flip the switch a little bit. And, you know, if it wasn't for North Idaho, I wouldn't be here. So um, JUCO was a great experience. Um, I love every part of it. Not many better places to go to junior college than Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, especially if you're there in the summer, though, right? Yeah, it was beautiful. Living on the lake, living the good life, to be sure. Raquan Evans, a Billings, Montana native. He's a senior guard for Florida State there, number four seed, heading into the NCAA tournament. You're listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Or maybe you're watching in statewide, SWX Montana Television. Just your sense of self-confidence. I mean, obviously you have to believe in yourself to take the path you did to get to the ACC. So where does that come from? Um, I mean, that comes from my family. You know, I have a great support system back home. Um, you know, my brothers have great friends who always push me to be the best that I can be. So, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, as long as you got that support system and you have the confidence in yourself, I feel like the sky's the limit. And um, I just made my mind up in high school that, you know, no matter what, I'm always going to believe in myself. And then sure enough, it landed me here. Do you think it's your, it's your brothers that, that is the biggest supporters of you? I know you had a dad that played basketball as well. Where where does he fit in the mix, and, and how important is that family element to you, just knowing that you do have a bunch of people that are in your corner? Um, It's very important to me. You know, at the end of the day, whether you have bad games or not, you know, your family's always going to be there. You know, I hear it from my dad. I hear it from my mom, my little brother. Um, You know, my little brother, he uh, he's great. I mean, he's always in my ear, whether we win or lose, you know, every day he's constantly talking to me, supporting me. So just having that feels good because, you know, I can go out there and be myself and win or lose. I just know that, you know, I have um, that support system and that motivates me to want to play harder and want to, you know, reach new levels. Florida's a long way from Billings, Montana. So what are some of your favorite parts about living in Tallahassee and what sort of things have you sort of that have been different about your experience living across the country? Um, I'd say the thing that's difference probably, well, the first difference I noticed was the uh, weather coming here is just really humid and, um, you know, I don't think it gets humid in Montana ever and I'm so used to the snow, so it's not snowing, like those are just the little adjustments I had to make, but, um, I mean, it's a great experience just to be able to, you know, get out of my environment and my comfort zone and, 
you know, just explore. So, um, you know, I love Tallahassee. It's a great place. Um, just that city. Um, I mean, it's a really nice city. It's nothing like Montana, but I'm glad I got, I got to take the opportunity to, you know, venture out. Well, they're very concentrated on the moment that is the game on Saturday as well as uh, these next couple weeks, if and when you guys are able to move on in the tournament. But what's next for you? I mean, have you contemplated what your future might hold? And, and if so, what, what sort of things lie in front for Raekwon Evans? Um, I have not decided. I just, uh, you know, just trying to stay 100% committed and focused to this tournament and, you know, whatever outcomes and whatever, um, you know, God has planned for me, then that'll play out. But uh, as of right now, I'm just trying to focus on, you know, this March Madness and hopefully win a championship. Raekwon Evans, a native of Billings, Montana, Florida State Seminoles, senior guard. His team takes on UC Greensboro in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Have you guys looked at the matchup much? And if so, what do you think of the draw? Yeah, um, UNC Greensboro, they're a tough team. they got a lot of good guards, a lot of good bigs. So, you know, we got to be on our P's and Q's because March Madness, you know, anything can happen. And um, they're going to come compete. You know, they're in the way of a championship, and we're in their way of a championship. So making sure that we take every assignment serious and, you know, take the team serious because they're a really good team. And last question for you, then, if Florida State is to make a run that a lot of people are predicting, what's it going to take? What are the keys for the Seminoles this week? Um, just discipline and, you know, that killer mentality and hard work. You know, play your hardest and win, lose, or draw. Like you gotta, we got to know that we're giving it 100% effort, um, trusting your teammates, trusting your coaches, and it's just going to take the little things to get us to the championship. He's Raekwon Evans, an alum of Billings Skyview and a proud Montana and playing for the Florida State Seminoles representing the great state of Montana in the on the biggest stage in all of college basketball. His squad takes on North Carolina Greensboro in the NCAA tournament 1245 on Saturday. That's Eastern time, so 1045 here in Montana. Saturday it'll be taking place at Baker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Raekwon, we're making the trip across the country. We're going to hit as many games as we possibly can, and we'll definitely be there in person to watch you on Saturday, but in the meantime, we really appreciate it for everybody in Montana. I know we're very proud of you for representing the state the way you have, and uh, thanks so much for joining us today, and best of luck in the tournament. Thank you. I appreciate it. Raekwon Evans, Billing Skyview alum, Florida State senior guard. Listen to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Sean Rainey's broadcasting with me. Got a chance to catch up with Danny Sprinkle earlier this week. So that means it's time for our ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls, the presenting sponsor for our bracket challenge. All you have to do is go to ESPN.com, click on Tournament Challenge, and then search under Groups for ESPN Missoula Challenge. There you'll find our ESPN Missoula group. And just enter. One entry per person, $400 cash prize plus $100 in gift cards. We also have $100 second prize worth of gift cards and $75 worth of gift cards for a third-place winner as well. So be sure to go enter the bracket challenge presented by Paradise Falls. Danny Sprinkle, the ESPN Roundtable. Well, it's time now for our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. And this week we welcome in a weekly guest on this show, but this one will be a little bit different interview because his team just won on an outstanding run, and it was something that was really fun to cover this last week in Boise. Montana State's second-year head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle joining us for the ESPN Roundtable. And Coach Sprinkle, 
Uh, there's a lot of details to get to, but just broadly, you must be very proud of your team. Winning two games at the tournament, your first time actually getting a chance to f- coach in the tournament, even though you guys made the tournament last year. So, I mean, how would you sum up this yeah. recent run all the way to the title game for the Bobcats, knocking off the number one seed? You must be pretty proud of your guys. Yeah, you know, you know, proud of their belief in themselves and, and each other. And, you know, I mean, once you get to the tournament, anything can happen, you know, and, and we had to go, you know, through a really physical Idaho State team. And, I mean, you saw the game. I mean, it was a, it, it was like a football game. And, uh, you know, for our guys to battle through that and then obviously to, you know, play great against the number one seed in Southern Utah and, and find a way to, to win that game in overtime and play a great 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, and then we just kind of ran out of gas against Eastern, you know, and, and, you know, probably a lot of it had to do with them. Um, you know, they jumped out to a fast start and kind of, you know, kind of took a little, a little wind out of our sails, but, you know, I was proud of our guys to, you know, battle back, you know, and get it to, you know, cut it to nine and still have a chance, you know, if we could have got a couple shots to fall, you know, but it showed me, you know, how much, it meant to to these guys, and uh, you know, and, and they really believed. There's so many dynamics that go into these tournaments, but one of the dynamics that I've always found fascinating is a lot of times there's a lot of hype surrounding some teams, and there's a lot of non-hype surrounding other teams. A lot of times teams use that non-hype as a motivating factor, but also sometimes the hype can be something that carries you or also maybe something that weighs you down. And I've covered the Bobcats now for 11 seasons, and I remember there was a couple teams uh, before you returned to your alma mater that really talented, but it seemed like they just had this, this ghost over their shoulder. This this pressure to win tournament games, and it seemed like your guys didn't feel that this year. In fact, the opposite. They wanted to kind of kick down the door, and they showed a ton of toughness. So what was the mentality of your team coming into this thing? Because it seemed like you guys were very determined to sort of change the narrative around Montana State basketball. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't talk a lot about the whatever negative stuff, I guess, of the past, if there is that. Um, you know, we, we, I talk a lot about the positive stuff and, you know, the players, the former players that are still sending me text messages and rooting them on. Like, I, I want our guys to know that they're, you know, they're playing for the fan base. They're playing for the people that played before them. You know, I, I just think that's so important at schools like ours where, you know, it, it's, it is important to the community. It's important to our former players that, you know, that these guys compete for them. And, uh, you know, and I, I really think our guys have kind of bought into that. And, uh, you know, they, they, and I just think when you set an expectation, like, you know, our expect, we didn't meet our expectations, you know, like everybody's kind of excited and, and all that. Like I'm, I'm really not that excited because we didn't, we lost the championship, you know, and yeah, I'm proud of our guys competing and getting there, but we didn't do what we set out to do. You know, their goal was to win the championship and we didn't do that. And so now we got to, you know, reevaluate what we got to do. And, and, uh, you know, we got to get better this spring and summer. Every team in the league is going to get much better. Um, they're going to recruit, recruit, recruit. And we got, we got to do the same. And, and, uh, you know, there's still a lot of stuff we need to improve to get to, to win that championship. 
that element, just the confidence amongst a group, the confidence individually, I think is such a fascinating part of sports. Because I, th- I think about this with guys in the NBA all the time. Because a lot of ga- a lot of times, guys in the NBA they take a lot of heat. A guy like Kyrie Irving, for example, he thinks he's the best player in the league. Well, how is he going to be the best player in the league unless he thinks he's the best player in the league, right? But I guess how yeah. do you balance that confidence of knowing, hey, our expectation is to be in the championship game, but do that with humility? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes it goes back to the work that you put in. You know, I think, you know, you like we grinded pretty hard in practice, especially in December um, when we when were able to actually be together for an extended period of time. And I think the guys always kind of trusted that work. Like they knew how hard they were working. And so when you kind of hit those moments of adversity, like they they know how to respond because they, they're like, man, I didn't put that work in for nothing, you know, and – you know, they, they know what we need to do to, to take that next step. You know, obviously now, I mean, we pretty much played every, you know, the only team we didn't play this year was, I think, Montana. Um, we ended up playing the other two. There might be somebody else I'm missing, but, um, you know, so, you know, they, they, they've seen the players, they've seen the talent in this league, and, uh, you know, they know what they need to do. Dave Sprinkle joining us. He's Montana State's second-year head men's basketball coach here on the ESPN Roundtable. His team just coming off of a run to the championship game of the Big Sky Conference Tournament. I want to get into that championship game a little bit, but first I want to ask you a couple more just about the the Southern Utah game because uh, that was a classic college basketball game. Honestly, if that would have been the championship, that thing would have been on ESPN because there was an amazing amount of amazing plays. Guys yeah. stepping up, the, the momentum shifting from each side back and forth. So while this thing is playing out, I mean, there was a couple moments where, it's, where you, were, you might be thinking, oh man, we're losing the momentum, but then big plays. I mean, Jabril Bellows block <laughs> yeah. and Amanadamu steal. And I mean, the list goes on and on, but that must have been quite a roller coaster to coach in that game. It, it it was like you, you're so locked in, and it's crazy because like I didn't even know Almond had 29 points. Because right. the only thing I'm looking at is I'm just looking at the score. Like, okay, we're down three, we're up two. You know, like, hey, what do we got to what do we got to do next? And you know, and when you go back and watch it, and just like you said, to see some of the plays that both teams made. You know, I mean, Jabril's last second shot. You know, I mean, every you know, Abdul Muhammad hit a huge three. And, you know, Nick Gazelas hit a three. Like, you know, and it's it was awesome to see on both teams, you know, like guys just stepping up. That's what the tournament's all about. Um, you know, and I mean, that last shot, I mean, I couldn't believe how close that was to going in, you know, for their kid, Dre Marine. Um, I mean, he shot it from about 35 feet and that thing rimmed in and out. Now we were, we, we had talked about fouling on that play. We, we didn't. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was one of those where, you know, you have a freshman guard guarding the kid, and and, uh, and I think he just he took a little burst, and, and Kellen didn't want to foul him just in case he was going to shoot it quick, and uh, you know, obviously, thank God it worked out for us. Only one team gets to end their season with a win, or at least at the conference tournament, and only one team, period, by the time the NCAA tournament's over. But what was your impressions of that Southern Utah team? Because that's a team, I mean, they went, they, they were the outright big sky champs. They only lost three games during the regular season. They got the number one seed, but you guys take them out. Uh, but that was a pretty darn good team. <laughs> I think it's a it's an absolute travesty that they're not in the, the NIT. Right. You know, I, I don't. I don't know who does the NIT. I don't know what, like, I'm I'm not smart enough to figure that stuff out. But for them to not be in the NIT is an absolute shame. The year they had to win the regular season with some of the teams that were in our league this year, 
And like you said, 20, they were 20 and three. And if you look at, you know, a couple of their losses at Weber state, who was super talented, they didn't, I don't think Weber lost a game at home. You know, they beat Eastern Washington or they lost one game at Eastern and then they beat Eastern. Like that's, that's two of the four losses, you know? And then obviously it was a heck of a game in the tournament. And, you know, for them, and I think they lost on a last second shot to Loyola Marymount, the first game of the year. And so for them, for them to not be selected, uh, I mean, I want to use different words, but I think it's, it's a slap in the face of the big sky because they're, they, they could go wreck some shop in that NIT tournament. They absolutely could. I mean, their backcourt just in itself is one of the better backcourts in mid-major college basketball, so it is really unfortunate. Dave Sprinkle joining us on the ESPN Roundtable. He's Montana State's men's basketball coach. And coach, in the championship game, Eastern Washington out to a 13-3 lead. They push it to 29-9. I said this on Twitter. I watched Eastern in live and in person six times this last season, and they had a 10-point lead by the first media timeout every single game that I watched them in person. That in itself puts so much pressure on a team. But your team responded. Uh, you chip away a little bit in the first half, but then you really come out after in the second half and make it a much more manageable deficit. So first of all, how is Eastern able to put so much pressure on everybody that they play right out the gates, and how much of an influence does that have? in the way the rest of the game goes? Well, first thing, if I'd have known that stat, I would have told you not to come to the game until the 14-minute mark. <laughs> no you kidding. Know, I, I, I would, if I'd have known that, I'd have made sure security had you out of the gym <laughs> after the first time out. But they just, you know, they, they got a veteran crew group, and they just, they're so explosive offensively. You know, they, they spread you out, and it's, it's really hard to take away one thing or the other. You know, and it seems like, okay, hey, we might pack the paint. Okay, well, then they make 10 threes. Okay, well, now we're going to guard the shooters. Now Tanner Gross goes for 30. You know, and they're just, they're so skilled and, and, you know, offensively, they just, they find the weak link. You know, if you don't have five really good defenders, like, they move the ball and they're so smart, just basketball IQ-wise, they're going to, they're going to keep moving the ball until you have a breakdown and then they get a good shot. And, you know, even the shots they miss are usually good shots, you know. But, it, you know, when they all of a sudden get hot, you know, that's that's when they're almost impossible to beat. East Washington now, as the Big Sky champs, they take a 14 seed into the tournament. And, Coach, do you have any opinion on the, the, uh, the draw for the, the Big Sky champions? I'm sorry, what was that? Do, what, what did you think of Eastern Washington's draw? Get a 14 seed and then playing Kansas and Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, I I think uh I mean they can upset they can upset anybody. I think it's a good draw. Um, you know, I think it's even better now that you know, hopefully a couple of those kids from Kansas are at least out the first game. And uh you know, I know I think the McCormick kid, you know, who's a really talented kid at, at Kansas is not gonna play. And I believe the Wilson kid. And so, you know, hopefully hopefully they can go and uh, you know, make the big sky proud. Um, you know, I really like Shantae and his group. You know, we almost shared a conference room with them and, uh, you know, just talking to his players, man, they're great kids. And, uh, you know, we're definitely rooting for them and, you know, hoping they represent the big sky. Well, 
Danny Springle joining us on the ESPN Roundtable. And Coach, let's talk a little bit about the future. Your squad, they do have uh, uh, several seniors uh, in Amin Adamu and Xavier Bishop, Devin Kirby, Abdul Muhammad. I know that a lot of those guys have decisions to make because there is this extra year, and I'm sure that they're probably going through that process, so no need to speak on, on their personal decisions. I know Devin Kirby, though, had a nice note on Twitter, kind of thanking everybody from around Bobcat Nation and around the state of Montana for his great experience five, uh, five years in the program, and Abdul Muhammad had a nice note himself, but uh, we're not not talking about the futures of those guys, but just talking about the present. I mean, those four guys—they must have meant a lot to your program here as you continue to build this thing in year two. They did, and uh, you know, obviously DK, you know, being here before I got here, but just really buying into everything we preached, you know, and you know, he 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 sacrificed a lot. Um, you know, I thought he was a tremendous teammate. Uh, he's all about the blue and gold, you know, like he, he's just, he's a program kid. He's got an infectious personality, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we're going to miss, you know, we're going to miss him being around day to day. You know, Abdul Muhammad came and had a great, you know, senior year after he graduated, you know, this is the opportunity that he wanted that he didn't get at North Texas and he took advantage of it. You know, he was our energy spark plug in practice, uh, in games like he, Especially the last six games, you know, he, he was tremendous and a huge reason for our success. You know, Xavier Bishop, you know, the first player to commit to me when I got my first head coaching job, the first kid to actually believe in me and say, Coach, I'm coming. And uh, so that, you know, he means a lot to me. And obviously, he had a terrific season. You know, and Ahmed Adamu, you know, who committed about a week after, uh, you know, Xavier. And he's just the growth he's had in two years and, you know, his – his ability to like take coaching because it wasn't easy for him at first and really, you know, buy into the structure of the division one level and, and how hard the grind is every day. And just to see him improve on and off the court has been, you know, that's been the biggest joy for me. We talk a lot about your players, justifiably so. I mean, this is about the players for sure. But I want to ask you a little bit about your staff because I think your staff has done a tremendous job at these last couple of years. So just talk about those guys a little bit. I, I mean, I'm so fortunate to have these guys. Like they're they're completely bought in. They're loyal. They're tremendous people. Um, you know, they love Bozeman. They love Montana State. And it's hard to find. You know, especially at this level, cause you, you usually find guys that are trying to get to the next spot, next next spot. And you know, they're just they're ingrained here. They're they're invested in winning. They're invested in our players. Um, you know, their relationships with our players is tremendous. Uh, they take care of them, and and you know they've they've done a great job. You know from recruiting to you know coaching on the floor, and you know and the main thing that I that when I hire them is like, are they a good person? Are they a fit? And are they all about the players? Um, you know it can't be about you as a coach. If you don't have good players and you're not invested with them, you have no chance. And you know they're not just invested with them on the court. Um, you know we. We spend a lot of time, you know, trying to develop these young men for for things that are going to happen 10, 15 years from now. And they don't like it all the time, but they will in 10, 15 years. And my staff has done an unbelievable job. And, you know, I I probably don't tell them as much as I should, but, you know, I'm, not, I'm super fortunate to have those guys. Having a guy like Coach Russell, Dan Russell, on your staff, too, that's been a head coach before, has, has that helped you a little bit as you navigate your first a couple years here as a head coach? I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's been a big jump for him too. You know, just coming from the junior college level to here, uh, and then adjusting back to being an assistant coach. 
And, you know, I think it's one of those things where, you, like, I've never felt out of place even from the first game at Utah State. Like, it just, it felt natural. But I had, I had prepared for this for a long time, you know. And, you know, Coach Braswell and Deidre Taylor and even Brad Hughes, who I worked for, like, like that's who, that's who developed me. And, like, I was, I was ready when I got it. That, that's such an interesting element of this because it seems as if you have been so comfortable in this role this entire time as well. But f- through your lens, I mean, what's this experience been like for you these first two years coaching at your alma mater? It's, it's been awesome. You know, I mean, it's been a lot of mental energy and physical energy. And, and you, don't, you don't realize, you know, as an assistant, you know, you always think you know, but you don't, you don't, you don't know, you know, how much stress, how much pressure, uh, just the day-to-day mental energy that it takes, you know, from, you know, managing, you know, I call it managing up, you know, managing your athletic director, your senior women's administrator, associate athletic director, president, you know, your booster club, you know, your players, your staff, like there's so many things that you have to manage and juggle and you still have to be efficient at all of it. And you have to make sure, even though there's all those things going on, like, the main reason I'm here is for these 15 players, you know, and so I gotta, I gotta really pour into those guys and, and make sure that I'm present at all times when I'm with them, whether I haven't slept in three days and the kid comes into my office and wants to talk about some personal things. I have to be there. I have to be mentally there and ready for that conversation so I can help him. And, uh, you know, it, it does become taxing <laughs> and, you know, I haven't had a break since, since I got the job. You know, I haven't even been able to go back to L.A. and see my buddies and, and hang out because of COVID. As soon as last season hit, like, it was just a grind again. And, uh, you know, so I'm hopefully, knock on wood, that, uh, you know, I get a couple days to, you know, to go back down and, you know, see some friends or just kind of just get out and kind of clear my head for a couple days. Amazing that we've been talking for 20 minutes and we haven't even mentioned COVID, which is a good thing. That's what we like to do around here on Nuana is now not talk about that whole miserable element of our lives. But, Coach, last question for you then. Hopefully we're on the other side of everything that's gone on in the world. It seems like we're making a lot of good progress. But just broadly in the future, what does the future hold, the immediate future for Montana State? What are your goals this offseason? Yeah, I mean, we're going to get after it. Um, You know, I know... You know, we're, we're not satisfied, and I'm going to make sure that our staff is not satisfied, and I'm going to make sure our players are not satisfied. Um, you know, we, we still have a long way to go. You know, we're still, we're still on the ground floor of building this, and, you know, did we have a good run? Yeah, we did, and, but that doesn't mean anything next year, you know. And, you know, next year is going to be a new year. It's going to be a new team. You know, we got some good incoming freshmen that I really like, and, and you know, we got to ingrain them to – to what we, how we do things here. And, uh, you know, we need to, we need to take the next step. You know, it's not a, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy. Like I, this, I want to, I want to, I want to be in Indianapolis right now. And, um, maybe this is me, but that's just how I am. I'm not, I'm not happy that I'm not in Indianapolis right now. 
the key to success, never being satisfied. He's Danny Sprinkle, Montana State men's basketball coach, joining us on the ESPN Roundtable. And Coach, you made people around the state of Montana very proud. I know you're not satisfied. That's a good thing. I think everybody will love to hear it. But congratulations on a great season. And most importantly, thanks so much for spending so much time with us here on Nuanas. Now, each and every week he joins us. And that's about as consistent as a contribution as we've gotten from anybody. So we really appreciate all the time you spent with us. And best of luck with everything in the offseason. We hope to catch up with you soon. You bet. Appreciate you guys, and, and the only time I don't want to see you is the first four minutes we play Eastern Washington next year. I'll make sure I show up late. That's a promise, Coach. <laughs> Thanks right, so much buddy. for being with us. <laughs> Thanks, man. Dave Sprinkle. He has been one of the best contributing guests on this show. Really appreciate him taking time out of each and every Tuesday to catch up with me. That was the ESPN Roundtable. Here on Nuanas Now, I'm Coulter Nuanas. Coming to you on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. The ESPN Roundtable is presented each and every week by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls, the presenting sponsor of our bracket challenge. Go to ESPN.com and click on the tournament challenge and then search ESPN Missoula Challenge underneath the groups, and that's where you'll find our group. If you need a place to watch the game, Paradise Falls is your go-to spot. 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. they got 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, and breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Perfect place to watch the NCAA tournament. Jason Mackey, our coach's corner. He's the Missoula Sentinel boys basketball coach right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Hey there, Colter Nuanas from Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Here with Tom. Window tinting is at an all-time high demand, so Tom, how do people get a hold of you to get their car on the books at Aspen Sound? Colter, well, at this time of year, we stay pretty busy with the window tints, so make sure just to give us a buzz and we'll get you on the books. With the warm weather right around the corner, it's good to get in early rather than late. Aspen Sound, located at 1300 West Broadway in Missoula. This is Nick Tabor with Westpac Wealth Partners. We are looking for entrepreneurial-minded people who are ready to take their future into their own hands. My colleagues and I provide our clients with financial tools and proven solutions to navigate this complex financial climate. Westpac offers a competitive compensation package, elite training, and a work culture that has been recognized as the best workplace in Fortune Magazine. Give me a call at 728-6708 or apply at westpacwealth.com. Westpac Wealth Partners, LLC, is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Insurance products offered through Westpac Wealth Partners and Insurance Services, LLC, a DBA of Westpac Wealth Partners, LLC. Although it might sound daunting, getting your wisdom teeth out is just a part of life. No matter when you might need your wisdom teeth extracted, Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates in Missoula is the man you need to see. Dr. Morris has extensive experience and a reputation as a surgeon who's both gentle and detailed and will make your wisdom teeth extraction process seem like a breeze. When you need your wisdom teeth removed, put your trust in Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula. Get a free car wash with your next Havoline oil change at one of Carl's Hyler's Express Lube's three convenient locations, 3757 North Reserve Street, 2020 South Avenue West, or 415 North 1st Street, Hamilton. Carl's Hyler's Express Lube is fast, friendly, and locally owned. 
Visit the experts at Carl Tyler's Express Lube today for your free car wash with any Havoline oil change. Carl Tyler's Express Lube. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. <laughs> I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy to be coming to you on this beautiful, sunshiny day in Missoula. I don't know what the weather's like around the rest of the great state of Montana, but hopefully it's nice enough for you to enjoy your green beers on the patio. It's a great holiday. It's a great celebration across the state of Montana. Hope everybody's having a great day and be safe out there. You're listening to Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe watching in statewide television, SWX Montana. Great show so far today, and it keeps on rolling. We got all sorts of guests, and now one of our favorites, Jason Mackey, head coach for the Sentinel Boys basketball team, back in studio. And coach, I know it's a uh, tournament time's always sort of exhausting, but also exhilarating. So your team takes third place in the Class AA state tournament, and so just start there. I mean, what'd you think of the run of your team, and uh, what'd you think of bringing Sentinel, Sentinel bringing home a trophy for the first time more than a decade? You know, it's uh, it's funny. We were both uh, proud and disappointed, right? right. I mean, we had uh, we had high hopes. You know, we had uh, big dreams, and just like everybody else, and you know, I think uh, Skyview was the the tournament team, right? And so, you know, right. especially in these, you know, you lose, you're done, rather than a series like the NBA. It, the the best team doesn't always win, and that's no slight to them. We you know we uh, we th- we think we're pretty good, but and then we were really proud of how they responded. Uh, we just throttled a really good Bozeman team. And, and then we beat the hottest team, uh, Helena Capital, who had won seven out of eight, um, just barely losing to Great Falls. And then we beat them. So, you know, we were disappointed in third place, which is kind of cool, um, you know, that we had such high dreams, but also very proud of um, our resiliency. So, What's it like this year when normally you get some crossover with the East? Um, and that can, you know, obviously have some familiarity when it comes to tournament time. But obviously this year you don't have that, so it's just it's so unique. Like you were talking about like the athleticism sometimes on the East, like you didn't exactly you can't really feel that on tape, you know, when, when you're watching them on film and then it's kind of something that you just experience in the moment. How much did maybe not having that that preseason kind of affect the tournaments this year? 
You know, I think we talked last time I was here how I uh, relied on my guys sometimes. Also, I'm new to the state, so yeah. I don't even have a you know a Skyview playbook or hey, this is what Bozeman does. And so it was really weird because, and not only that, without Huddle. And FHS only goes back a couple of games. So you've only got like three games that you're kind of watching on film. So it was definitely, um, although it's a state tournament, a little bit of a summer ball feeling where you show up and, you know, you got a day or so, prepare and, and get ready to go. So, you know, that was fun. Um, it actually turned out to be a great state tournament. I'm, um, you know, a little nervous when the season started with COVID and all that, but it ended up great. And, um, yeah, so I mean, we had we had a good time. So when you when you do come into a tournament as sort of one of, if not the marked teams, what is that like? I mean, how, how do you think you kids handled that element of it? You know, it was new for me. That's for right, sure. Right. Um, you know, you know, it's fun. Um, I've always said expectations mean that you're pretty good, and so I, I definitely would go into battle with those guys anytime. Um, you know, maybe we felt that a little bit in that semifinal game. Um, we missed some shots that we can definitely make. Um, I think we felt a little bit of nerves, a little bit of excitement, although we jumped out to an 11-2 lead. I mean, so they were ready to play. I mean, they were they were definitely ready to go. And, um, you know, it's like you said, um, since we hadn't had a whole lot of crossover, we don't really know who was really good and who wasn't. Sure. And so... Um, we would have loved to have uh, had a chance to play Great Falls, but um, boy, Skyview, uh, they have themselves a run. So often, though, we see in these double elimination tournaments when the team, when you win a game in the first round, you kind of get the, the pressure or you get the nerves out of the way, but then you lose in the semis. It's so easy to just pack it in and say, we're going home. But you guys didn't. You win two games, like you mentioned, beating Bozeman and Helena Capital. So you must have been pretty proud of your kids to kind of n- buckle down and, and make sure you did go, go home with some sort of hardware. You know what was neat is they were proud of themselves. Um, they're the ones that said, you know, in the past we we might have folded or we might have quit. And um, we said after the game, um, Coach Busey said, look, we get a half hour to, you know, sulk and, you know, kind of whine about this, but then let's get ready to go. And they totally bought into that, and they wanted to bring home a trophy. It's been since 2008, since the last time mm-hmm. Sentinel brought one home. So, um they were they were excited to to try to meet that challenge. They they definitely took that as fuel and um, and they were really proud of themselves, which you know was a, was an awesome thing to see. When Coulter and I were down at the the Big State tournament, he asked me like, what was one of the the things that stood out or the cooler things? And I was just like, just the feeling of a little bit more normalcy with actually having a tournament and there were fans there and the PA was going and it just felt like more normal tournament basketball, especially compared to the regular season with very limited fans. What was that experience like? And did it kind of feel, you know, more normal and cool to kind of have that, that tournament experience? <laughs> you should have been in Great Falls. It was even, uh, it was even like eighties music. So it felt like my, tur- <laughs> it, felt, it felt like my tournament, right? I mean, the, the mullets are coming back <laughs> for the kids. The kids are sh- making the short, short shorts. shorts. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was really neat. Um, there was 500, um, fans per per team you know they did it great um they had each side of the gym was you know the capital side and sentinel side and they went in and out you know to try to limit um community you know cross examination whatever the heck that word is <laughs> but um you know it was neat to have you know cheerleaders well, one thing we're missing was the band but you know it was neat. There was a couple times I could hardly hear, you know, what was going on because um, the crowd was loud. So it was, um, you know, 
not the totally normal experience, but definitely felt more normal. And so that it was uh, it was fun and a good experience for everybody. I think you guys had such a talented roster, a bunch of seniors. Sometimes when you do have such talent, it's hard to remember the growth. But what sort of growth did you see in this team throughout this year? Because I'm sure there's a lot of places where you maybe broke down some walls and got a lot better. You know, I think it was just being a team. And um, I I don't remember where it was, but there was a quote from Alex Germer. He was on one of the... um, you know, one of the newspapers or, or TV stations afterwards, and it was basically a quote that I could have given. You mm-hmm. know, it was about playing tough and together, and it was about trusting each other and, you know, having fun. And, and I, you know, I was just so proud of that, that they had taken my message. So um, it was just really neat for me to see them come together and kind of come together as um, a unit with us in charge, you know, with us as the coaching staff. And so I just think... Um, their growth was tremendous throughout the year, you know, and especially we were shut down for 14 days early. And so, you know, they just kept getting better and better. And um, I really felt like they, they were a unit by the end. Missoula Zettel, boys basketball coach, Jason Mackey, joining us in studio. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, broadcasting with me, Coulter Nuanez. You're listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN. Missoula, go ahead, Sean. Just curious, do you have a favorite March Madness um, memory? Because now we, uh, we're getting into it later this week, and I think you know we all kind of think about maybe some upset runs or things like that, or like where you were. Like, Do you have any favorite March Madness memories? So I... Don't no, don't hate me for this. I was a big Duke guy, um, and so you're that generation. So, I, so you yeah. either loved him or hated him, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when you're coming up, then it's like that's this is one or the other. Yeah, I mean Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill, Christian Leitner, you know all those guys. Boy, I just love that team. Um, and I I remember when Leitner hit the shot. I was in my fraternity house at Whitman, and everybody was going for Kentucky, and they knew I was a Duke guy. And so I think it was Sean Woods hit that little runner, and everybody was going crazy and pointing at me. And then when Leitner hits the shot, I'm running around screaming, and everyone else is silent. So I remember that. Um, I love I love March. I love March Madness. I still get a little teary when one shiny moment comes on every year. <laughs> so um, absolutely. But uh, Duke, I lost my Duke love actually when they played um, Gonzaga in the Elite Eight and beat them. And so I was actually rooting for Gonzaga. So I'm not quite the Duke fan I used to be. It's crazy to think about college basketball back then, you know, 25, 30 years ago. It's just so different than it is now. I mean, you had these, because guys stayed in school for so much longer. So you had these rivalries where, you know, Duke versus Michigan or Duke versus UNLV or UNLV versus Georgia Tech. There's all these well, great rivalries. And you get to know the players throughout the three time. or four exactly. years. My my favorite team was the Gators teams from like the 2007, like the Noah Horford, like those, some Tar- of those teams. Tar- Green, Tarian Green, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer, yeah. Like, because those guys stay for three, four years and you get to really know them. Now it's like every team is different every single year. So it's kind of hard to, you know, like cheer on random teams. If you're not like a fan of the actual school, George Mason though, that was my favorite ever like Cinderella run. Like I was just obsessed with that team. I thought it was, that was like one of my favorites. That was so cool. That's one of the things the mid majors got going on though too, is that they do have guys that stay. So, I mean, yep. we saw it with Duke actually recently. It doesn't matter if you got Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. No, because if you're going up against versus seniors, seniors yeah. it's, it's not happening. Well, Coach, let's talk about that element of it. Talk about your seniors. I mean, this was – well, first, I want to ask you about your experience because you've coached high school basketball for a long time, but this is your first time being back in Missoula coaching at Central. So what were you specifically remember about this season? You know, I think it's going to be those guys. Um, I uh, 
I tweeted out yesterday or Monday. I said, I'm excited for spring break. My family got away for a couple of days, but I kind of wish we had practice today. Um, they were just a pleasure to coach. You know, they were um, fun to be around. It was just a, a you know, fun-loving, hardworking group. Um, so I think, you know, that's that's what I'm really going to remember. But also just how how we've been embraced, um, you know, by the Sentinel community has been great. Um, and so, um, yeah, we're just really excited, and it's been awesome and uh, I think I'll just remember this year fondly. And your seniors, I mean, those guys, uh, I think that for sure Alex Jimmer has a chance to play the next level. He's going to. He's going to go to Montana State. Tony Froelich, fair. I think so he's going to get some offers here coming in uh, pretty soon here. So what do you what do you think of just the senior class that you graduated? What do you remember about those guys? So um, our starting five has a guy going to Montana State, a guy who could end up Division One, a guy who's going to be a doctor, and then two guys going to the Grizz to play football. So Pretty good. That's, uh, that's quite the starting five there. But, you know, and then there's also, you know, a bunch of more seniors, state champion football players, the, the quarterback of the, you know, the football team's there. Um, and so it's just a deep group, a talented group. But, you know, they bought in and they didn't um, – you know, they didn't always get the playing time that they wanted with 10 seniors and two juniors that could play a little bit. But, you know, everyone, they were all great, you know, so. And now the work will, will really start, huh? <laughs> because you're, 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 that is a good, the awesome thing. You got a great senior class. You loved them. But uh, now you're going to have to restock and, and try and reload here. And that's really kind of where you get into the uh, kind of the, the building of a program. Because you stepped into a, a really good, you know, situation, obviously. Absolutely. And, you know, um, Coach Jagelski, you know, set things up and, and that's, you know, the other thing about Sentinel, I also had uh, Coach Matisich and um, Coach Fisher, the last two coaches before him, helping out this year and um, with scouting or with whatever we needed. So that was pretty neat. But you're exactly right. And hopefully, you know, hopefully COVID is behind us. And so next year's a, it's kind of a, a fresh year, a brand new year. Um, you know, we'll actually have real open gyms and workouts and things in the fall. And, and it'll, it'll seem like a fresh start because 10 seniors gone and, um, it'll it'll be um, a new stamp on things. I hope. God, if COVID is not gone by next basketball season, <laughs> I, I just quit. No, we're I, going. We're I going quit to life. Dude, we're we are we are moving to South America. We'll just go play in Chile or uh-huh. something like that. It's our coach's quarter presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Coach, congratulations on a great season. Jason Mackey for the Missoula Central Boys basketball team. They took home their first trophy since 2008. Third place finish at the Class AA state tournament. But coach, appreciate all the time you've given us this year. You guys had a great season. A lot to be proud of and a lot to build on as well. So thanks so much for swinging by. Thanks, guys. I will see you next year. Can't wait. Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula statewide, SWX Montana Television. A couple PSAs right after this. Maybe some contest stuff as well. Back after this on 1290 ESPN Missoula. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Welcome back in. Happy Wednesday. Happy St. Patty's Day. You're listening to Nuanez Now at 1029 ESPN Missoula. 
Statewide, SWX Montana Television. If you've missed anything in the show, an awesome show today. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, sitting in the chair with me, Coulter Nuanas. We talked NFL free agency. We talked some March Madness. We had a great interview with Wayne Tinkle, former Montana head coach, who's now Oregon State, leading his team into the NCAA tournament. Also heard from Ray Cohen Evans, who's a senior guard at Florida State. They're also into the NCAA tournament. Caught up with Danny Sprinkle for our ESPN Roundtable. He's the head coach of Montana State. And most recently, just had in studio, Jason Mackey, the head coach for the Missoula Sentinel boys team. Missed anything in the show, you can find it on the podcast. Podcast is presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We're not on tomorrow. We'll be on a plane to Indianapolis. We'll be back with you Friday. Live Nuana is now from Indy on both Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. Just about a minute left. Rainy, what do you got? You got anything? Yeah, I got some people with. Okay, we'll go to a little bracket here. All right, okay. okay. My uh, my biggest upset. We're going UCSB. The Gauchos. I love this. Are going to the Sweet Sixteen. I love this. That's dude. my pick. I love this. The I'm Gaucho. going with them, and I'm going with the Texas Longhorns to the Final Four. Ooh, that's pretty good too. The Gauchos are a good pick. They are red hot. They won the Big West tournament, and they got a ton of talent. They got a ton I mean, of talent. I mean, they're they're not power five drop downs for all sure, over the place for sure. And they and they've won this tournament before too. I mean, they're a great program. But I'm going with I'm going with the Zags to get their first title. I think they're so going to go saying, undefeated and go through the the region and make it all the way. First time since 1976, if that was to happen, no one has gone undefeated since Bobby. Nights, Indiana Hoosiers, some almost 50 years. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications communications connect to more get commencement ready at the montana state bookstore your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.